Okay, we are starting the new parak. Daf Nun Gimel, right from the bottom of Nun Beis Amad Beis. So we know that the Tchum goes 2,000 Amas around from the end of the city. So how, what is the end of the city? So you have to define what's the end of the city. So the Mishnah gives us rules for measuring what the end of the city is. So Ketsu Ma'abrin's arm. How do we do something with Ma'abrin? Ma'abrin means Vilashon of bringing something further out than it is. Like the, the city may technically, most of the people live inside, but there's ways to view that the city is actually continuing. So how do we make uh, the city further, further the boundaries of this city from where we're going to measure the tchum from? So an example, what do we buy? So let's say one house uh, sticks out further than another house at the end of it. Or if we're talking about a, um, a walled city, so you have one tower that sticks out further than another, uh, so in those situations, again, the idea is going to be, where do I measure from? So I'm going to be measuring a straight line from the furthest protrusion. Or if there let's say, some ruined buildings that are 10 Tvachim high that stick out from one in the corner and um, that stick, are sticking out past where most of the city ends. Charm, bridges, or in Fashos, different kvarim, uh, places where, where they bury. That they have some, some, someone who's living there. There has to be some sort of, let's say, a watchman or something. There has to be some sense of residence. In all these cases, Motina Zamida connected. We're going to further the, the measuring the Tchum from opposite them across the entire side of the city. So we're always going to draw a straight line from there across to make the boundary because we're going to draw a straight line. So these extensions are going to end up making the, the boundary of the city uh, stick out further to measure the 2,000 Amas from them. We always make the Tchum boundary, we make it like a square. This is what we learned about in the last time that we don't measure the 2,000 Amas radius. Uh, outside the city, like in a circle with a diameter of 4,000, but ra- rather we make it like a, a square where each side of the square is going to be 4,000 ama. It'll be 2,000 ama to each of the, the middle parts of the side, but to the diagonal, it would be longer. And the reason we like the the purpose of that is that we want to gain the corners, right? That's the idea. Right? A square is always, it would fit the 2,000 ama. Uh, radius circle inside so the square will be bigger than that if it uh, can fit that circle inside what will be bigger is the parts of the corners and that's the point of making it uh, squared so if you have the city in the middle and we're measuring we're saying that you know where exactly the city ends that's the first part of the mission of okay to Auburn, how we extend it from and we don't measure first from the regular part of the residence but from the very very end if anything that's sticking out we'll make a draw a straight line from there and only measure the 2,000 amas from there. And then the last part of the mission is saying is that when we measure the 2,000 amas, we're making, we're making it like a square and not like a circle in order to gain uh, the parts that would be in the corner. So first, the Gemara now really gets on a huge tangent that has nothing to do with the laws of Truman, but it all starts from the, light, the way to spell the word. Rav One person said that the word of the Mishnah is Ma'abrin with an ayin. One person said that it's with an aleph. The one who said that it's with an aleph, you understand the words to means like a limb. In aver, what is it? Not not that that specifically has anything to do with a labor, but just as a limb extends out of the main part of the body, the body that's the concept here in the Mishnah. So you have the main part of the city, and then you have this one extra house or whatnot that is sticking out um, past the city. So it's like a limb, and that's where that's where the word ma'abdin ma'abrin comes. from. So it's from the lashon of aver, like a limb sticking out from the main from the main part of the. Of the body, and the one who said ma'abrin with an ayin, he understands ki'isha obra that the, the word comes from like a pregnant woman, so it's the body is bigger. So he said to hear, it's like the, the city is bigger than it would seem. So it's from lashon ayin with an over as a, as like a pregnant woman. Now the gemara brings a very similar machlokas that we have different words that can be spelled differently with different meanings. Ma'aras hamachpela. So what does it mean? 
This cave was two rooms that had one room was in front of the other. Another person says that it was a room and then there was a there was a second story on top. So the Gemara says, "Bishlam of Mother Mizal Gavaz said it's good according to the opinion that the rooms were one on top of the other. Hanu Machbela. That's why it's Machbel. Machbel means that it's double. So it's double because one's on top. Elamanda Mishnei Batham said Mizu. If it was just two rooms, one was behind the other one. My Machbela. In what sense is it a double? Um, it's just basically." Two different places, right? If it's a double, we understand one's on top of the other, but if one's one in front of the other, we don't like the fact that it's called machbila, that it's doubled. So the Gemara explains, you're right. It's not because of the, the way the structurally was set up, but it means because of something else. Shekfula bazugos. It was um, the couples who were buried there. Had, there were many different couples who were buried there. So kafel can mean like many, many different zugos. And that's the idea of Mars machbila, that there were many different couples there. And the, now we're going to learn which one it is. The Gemara now brings it because we say Mamre carries Arba. The pasuk it says that Hebron was called Mamre, the city of four. What does it mean? It's the city of four. Rabbi Yitzchak carries Arba Zugos. There were four couples who were buried there: Adam Achava, Adam Achava, Avram Visara, Yitzchak and Rivka, Yaakov and Leah. So all the couples were buried right there uh, by the Maaras Hamachpela. So that's what Machpela means. That it was it had many. Um, many different, and that's what we're saying. Machpela means it was Kfula had many different couples who were buried there. Another machlok is Vahibame Amrafel was the days of Amrafel. So these are the things with the the story here with the um, with the four kings against the five kings. So who's this Amrafel character? Ravushmul Khad Amr Nimrachma. His name was Nimr. Amrafel. Why is he called Amrafel? Sha'amar Vihipal Avramvino Lasul Kishan Ish. He was the one who said that Avramino should be thrown into the fire. This is the story with the Avram broke Tarak's idols. It's not in the Torah, but it's a medrash that um that that then we Nimrod heard about what Avram did, and he he was the one who said he should be thrown into the fire. So Am Rafal is a contraction of the word Amar. He said, and then Hippel to throw to throw in. So Am Rafal is really Nimrod. The other one says no. Am Rafal is his real name. Why is he called Nimrod? Because he led the whole world to rebel against. Him. What does it mean against him? Against Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So Nimrod. Uh, so that's what it means. Nimrod. Him read that he made he made a rebellion. So that's basically and ends up in Machlok as what what the real what the real name is. Amalfo and Nimrod. Which one is the real name? Which one is the uh, is just the, the the name that describes what the way he acted. Another machlok. So welcome Malach Hadash Mitzrayim. It says there was a new king right in the beginning of Sefer Shmos. A new king was was over Mitzrayim. So who is the new king? Rav Shmuel Chadav Amar Chadash Mamish. It means literally there's a new king that the other king had died. It was a new king. The other one says, no, he made new decrees. He changed, you know, the way he ruled. But there was no actually there was not an literally a new king. So the Gemara now analyzed Madamar Chadash Mamish. One who says it was literally a new king to save Chadash makes sense. That's why he was a new king. But the person, the person who says the other opinion that it was only had new decrees is because it, that nowhere do we say the pasuk never says that he died and new one came. So we just have that the pasuk says there was a new king. So okay, uh, what happened to the old king? Oh, must be that no one died. It's not that there was literally a new king. It just means, it just means that. Um, he started making different types of decrees. Says the Gemara, according to the one who says that it's just that there were new decrees, 
Haksiv, doesn't it say Asher Lugyada? So if he didn't know Yosef, so it has to be a new king, right? The other king certainly did know Yosef. So if it says there was a new king who doesn't know Yosef, it should prove that we're talking about literally a new king and the old king must have died. So the Gemara answers, no, it's not a proof. My Asher Loyadas Yosef. What does it mean that he didn't know Yosef? It doesn't mean that he that he didn't live with Yosef. He didn't don't, he wasn't aware of who he was. It means something else. He made it seem like he didn't know Yosef. He pretended like he had never heard of Yosef. He didn't know everything Yosef had done. He showed no gratitude to the Jewish people. But the reality was he did know Yosef and he did know everything Yosef had done and he just cho- chose to ignore the whole thing. So bottom line is that's the dispute. Is the Bala Khadash a brand new king, a new king, not the same one, or the same one who just Changes his tone. Says the Gemara. Amar Rabbi Yochanan. Shimona Esrei Yavin Gidalti Eitzel Rabbi Oshia Beribi. There were 18 days that he spent with Rabbi Oshia Beribi. Beribi, Rashi says, was the name of someone that they would give to like the most, you know, the most classical person in the generation. So he's saying he spent 18 days with Rabbi Oshia. I only learned one thing from him about our Mishnah. What did he learn from him about our Mishnah? About the way to spell the word. That the word should be spelled with an Aleph. And again, we explained that the Aleph is saying that it's Milashon Eva, like a limb that's sticking out from the main body. As opposed to spelling it with an ayin that, that comes from like a woman being pregnant. So the Gemara says, Eni, is this true? You only learn one thing. had 12 different students. I spent 18 days with these students. I learned how smart um, each one was, and how, how much they knew. So it sounds like Rabbi Yochanan learned a lot more than just one thing. If he, lear- if he was able to tell how smart they each were and how much they knew, could it be he didn't learn anything? And like the Gemara's, it didn't, he, Rabbi Yochanan didn't say that he did learn anything, but if he was commenting that he was able to tell just how smart all these people were, then presumably he was learning a lot from them. So the Gemara's question is, how can it be that he's saying, that Rabbi Yochanan is saying that he only learned... Um, how can Rabbi Yochan be saying that he only learned this one thing from Abisha if he notices how, how really smart all the Talmud and Bayim were? So the Mars says, you can answer me now, he only learned from the students. But from Rabbi he didn't learn he didn't learn much except for that one thing that we were just talking about, the correct Kirsa and the Mishnah. But from the students, he was able to learn a lot. Another answer, he meant he only learned one thing in our Mishnah. Of course, he learned a lot of other things, many prices, many Gemaras, but in terms of learning something in the Mishnah, that was the only thing that he learned. Now we learn more about Rabbi Yochanan's, uh, uh, giving his, his, his recollections of what he learned. So it says, When we were learning Torah by Roshia, there was so packed, there were four people, four students who would fit, who would, who would, who would crowd into one Amman space. We would sit six people to one Amma, absolutely packed in. That's how many people were there learning. Says the Gemara, in his generation, it's like Rameir in his generation. What's the connection? Not Rameir Bedor, just like when Rameir in his generation. All of his other. All the other people in the basement just weren't able to really understand what he was saying. Rameir was so deep, right? We actually have this back in the game where Rameir said he could, he could convince anybody of anything. So no one could really understand him. The same idea happened with Rabbi He was so deep and so clear and he explained so many things so many different ways that it was hard to actually know what he held. Omar Rabbi Yochanan says that the... the, the, the 
the minds of from the from the Rishonim, from the, from the people of previous generations, were so big. It was like the Pesach of the Ulam. Pesach of the Ulam was very large. It was it was twenty amos wide. So they, they their their minds were like twenty amos wide, like huge. They were so smart. but the later generations, Kepisko was only like the Pesach of the Hegel. The Hegel was only half the size. It was only ten amos wide. For Anu, but for us, we're really going down. We're only like the eye of the needle that a person uses when they're fixing the clothing is much, much smaller. Who are these generations? Rishonim, there are at least ones that were, so, that was 20 amas wide, that's Rabbi Akiva. Achronim, the ones that were only 10 amas wide, that's Rabbi Lazar and Shemua. And even though Rishonim, Rabbi Lazar and Shemua, other people who say different, that the earlier generations that was 20 amas wide, that's Rabbi Lazar and Shemua. Achronim, Rabbi Lazar and the other ones that were 10 amas wide, that's Rabbi Lazar and Shemua. for us, this were only like the eye of the needle that we use to, 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 to fix our clothing. And for us, we were is continuing to read the Sadaras. For us, it's like putting a peg, trying to force the peg in to a small little hole that's in the wall. It's so hard for us to understand anything. Rava continues for us. No, it's like trying to stick a, person, a person's finger to stick it through a very hard piece of wax. It's very hard for us to figure things out. It's hard for the finger to go through. Okay, Rabbi Ashi continues to read this Adaras Ki Aswa Kibriel Shekha. You know how easy it is for, to forget? It's like sticking a finger into a pit, which is a way of saying it's so easy, right? So it's so easy to put one's finger into a pit, it's such a wide space. So for us, it's so easy for us to get what we learn. We forget um, everything we learn so easily. Says the Gemara Marvidam Arab, people of Yehuda, they were very careful about the way that they spoke. So, so because they spoke very classy, classy way, in his commentaries we had them. So that was uh, a schos for them to remember to remember their Torah. But the people from the Galil, from the north, who weren't mocked on the way that they spoke, so they were not able to remember their Torah. So the Gemara doesn't like this idea. What does that have anything to do if you're mocked on the way you speak? You speak classy. You don't. You have a refined sense of speech. You don't. That's what's going to. That's what's going to keep the Torah in your mind. So the Gemara switches. Ella, rather, you say it a little bit different. B'nai Yehuda, the Aikilish, the people of Yehuda, that they were Medayik, meaning that they, 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 they were very particular about saying things the way that they heard it. When they heard a something from the Torah, they would always repeat it exactly the way that it was taught. Then, suddenly, Simana, and not only that, they had Simana, they had signs like mnemonics and things like that in order to help them remember. So basically, since they, they were very, very, they were very into having almost that tricks to remember. They would say it in the exact language and they would have uh, mnemonics to help them remember it. So therefore, they ended up um, they remember more Torah. People who were not like that, they weren't so careful in the language. So they didn't end up remembering the Torah. The Gemara gives more reasons now, besides for this idea of why the B'nai, uh, the B'nai Yehuda um, remembered more Torah than the B'nai Gal. B'nai Yehuda, the people of Yehuda only had one teacher, so it was easier, it wasn't as confusing. It's right, you get the method of that teacher, and you just follow that. So the people of Yehuda, who had only one teacher, and he's coming to us and them, they remember their Torah. B'nai Gal, the people of Galil, who learned from more than one teacher, alone, he's coming to us and them, so they didn't remember their Torah. Ravina Marvina says, Bini Yehuda, the Galim Masachta, the people of Yehuda, who were Galim Masachta, and his coming to us and What does that mean, they were Galim Masachta? That Rashi gives different things. Either it means that they taught what they were learning to other people, or it was very important to them for them to understand the why, the reasons behind what they learned. So, two different interpretations. Either they're helping other people, or they want to know the reasons. They remember their Torah. And they go, the people of Galil, who did not do that, either they didn't teach to other people, or they didn't bother figuring out all the reasons. 
So lo, news comes to us, they didn't remember the Torah. Now we see that this disparity between the Galil and Yehuda about Gal Masafta was true from David and Shal. David Gal Masafta. David was a Galil Masafta. When Rashi even quotes different places that we see the Torah, that David made it, used to study Torah so much. Um, so he and Shaul, that was all Gamasafta. Shaul was not like David Gamasafta, like say about David, who was Gamasafta, that says about him, The people who fear you will see what David's talking about. Those who fear Hashem, they'll see me, David Malach, and be happy. Meaning, those who fear Hashem will be so happy with David, they'll see me so happy about how clear and, and, and correct David's teachings are. Shaul, the Logalamasafta, by Shaul. It was not a Megal Masafta, like Sibay, wherever Shaul turned, Yarshia, he was wrong. I mean, as we're saying, we're interpreting that possibly with reference to his halachas, that Shaul had many inaccuracies in Paskin and halacha because he was not a Gali Masafta. Says the Gemara of Amar Biochan, how do we know that Kalash Baruch was Mochel Shaul? He forgave Shaul for the sin. The sin that we're referring to is the sin with the Novi Yarakonim. They helped David, and David and Shaul was very upset. He was pursuing David, so he killed out the whole, wiped out the whole city of the Kohanim in Novi. Remember, it says in the Pasuk Machar, and after Shmuel, this is the case after Shmuel died, and there was this spirit that they called up to try, that Shaul called up to try to get some information from. And, he, and the spirit said, Tomorrow you and your children will be with me. So, what does it mean with me? Imi with me, right where I am. Not just that you're going to die, but it's going to be where I am. Just I'm in Ganeiden, so right Shmuel obviously was going to Ganeiden, so so too Shaul went to Ganeiden. So that's a proof from the Apostle that Shaul was forgiven for the sin. Shaul was forgiven for the sin of uh, killing the, the corner. Says the Gemara. So now we're going to go back to this uh, more Ma'abrin. Ma'abrin is with an olive, with an eye. And so Amar Abba, Someone asked the people of Yehuda. Who again of every diacon language, and you would ask them, Ma'avrin Tanan is with an olive, or Ma'avrin Tanan with an ayin. You could ask them other things also. In Mizakas Bukhoros, we have a shayla in the wording of a Mishnah, Akozu Tanan, O Akozu Tanan. The word Akozu is spelled with an olive and the ayin. Yadu, they would know the answer. They know these things. So Sha'anu, they asked the people of Amrila, and they said, Ika Damasin Abigin Ma'av, and they answered the two different versions. They, they validated both. They asked the people, Yehuda, give us, you know, give us what, what, what your opinion on it. And they said both are, both are valid. And they said the same thing about that Igatani Avoz, for the Mishnah Bukharis as well. There are some who teach Avoz with an olive and some teach with an ayin. They're both good um, ways of teaching. Okay. Says the Gemara Benigmi, Daiki Lishna Mayhi. Give us a story, give us an example of where we see that the people of Yehuda, we said before that they're very exact, they're precise with language. Where do we see that? What's an example of this? Someone from Yehuda said to someone, I have a talus, a coat that I want to sell. So Amalu, they said, what, what color? So Amalu, he said, It's like the beat that's on the ground. So what, he didn't just say, like, um, he didn't just want to, just he didn't want to say exactly, you know, vague color. He gave an exact example of something the way it was that people should know there shouldn't be any misunderstanding. The people of Galil who are he what's an example? Because it's someone from the Galil that was walking along, and he and he asked people on the road, Amar Laman, Amar Laman. He said, "Who has an Amar? Who who has an Amar? So what's an Amar? So they, you know, you couldn't hear him well. Like what's Amar? Amar they said, showed that you foolish person from the Galil. Do you mean a Chamar? Chamar can mean a donkey. Are you looking for a donkey to buy? Oh Chamar, uh, the Mishnah. Maybe you're looking for Chamar. Chamar means wine." And when you say Omar, is it Omar Lamobash? Maybe it's Omar. Maybe it's Omar, which is wool. Do you want wool to make clothing? Or email is Kasa. Or maybe you want a sheep. 
that you want to go shaft. So basically, what we're seeing is that the people of Galil wouldn't pronounce words clearly, and it was difficult to understand exactly what they were saying. Another example, he is at the Bible, there was a woman who said, wanted to say for friend, I want to come and give you some fat. She was coming like, nice, let me give you some fat to eat. What she said sounded like a little bit different. Shalotli totally lavia. Shalotli, she said, totally lavia. A lion should eat you up. So it sounded like she was giving a curse. So that's interesting. Be careful between the chelba and the lavia. So obviously they're different words and it wasn't what she was intending to say, but it came out that way and it sounded different than what she meant. Another example, he said, the coming to you. There was a woman who came from there to judge. She was trying to say that what, that someone had stolen something big from her. So Amrle, she said, Mari Kiri. My, my, my master, she was trying to say Kiri, like Kiri, which Rashi explains means master, but she said, but she said Kiri with a, with a cough, which can mean slave. So she was trying to say master, but she actually called the judge a slave. Tafla, obviously, I have a beam. So she was trying to say Tavla, which means something else, like a, 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 a like, like, it's, a, it's like something that like holds other, other things, but Tafla can mean a beam. So she said, like, I have a beam, and they stole you from me. So they want to say ganvu minai that they stole it from me, but it sounded like she said. Rashi says ganvu min they stole you, talking to the judge. They stole you from me. The kado havas, and now what? She was trying to say kidan havas how how large it was, but she said kedu havas, and now it was when they would hang you on it. She was trying to say how big it was, but it just came out totally wrong, and. Um, that she was trying to say when they would put something on it, but instead it came out like when you, she was saying to the judge, when they would hang you on this beam, lomati your feet wouldn't reach the ground. So she goes in front of the judge and literally curses him out and uh, basically declares that, that he's going to be hung, that he's going to be hung on this beam, which totally is wrong. That wasn't the point. But the takeaway here from the Gar is that the people of the Galil simply do not speak clearly. So now the Gemara gives a different example. Not, until then we were saying about like exact speech, not exact speech, now we give a different example. Sometimes we speak in riddles. Am Sadebe Rebbe, there was a slave woman in the house of Rebbe, she would always speak in very like smart language. She wouldn't say literally, you know, explicitly with the people who come for the meals, okay, the meal's over, get out, or we still have more to go, stay put. She would say it in a riddle. Amr Hafa, she would say, all this when the ladle is hitting the barrel, you didn't initiate the kineo, and then the, the birds, should fly back to the nest. So she was saying, the, the ladle is knocking on the bottom of the barrel. There's no more, there's no more wine. So go, go back home, go back to your nest. That's the way her way of saying was, get out of here. the when she wanted him to stay, she would say, that um, there should be another piece from a friend that should be removed. And that was like a way of a, a riddle saying that, 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 that we should take out the, there was a part of the barrel that would open up to open it. So she was saying, let's take off that part of the barrel as a way of referring to, let's open up another barrel of wine. And then the ladle is going to float in this big barrel like a ship that's floating in the sea. So she was trying to say, we're going to open up a new new barrel of wine so the meal is not over. Everyone should stay around. Another example of this stuff, he would speak in riddles. He would say, make me an ox to judge on a poor mountain. So Rashi explains that what he really meant to say was, I want beets together with mustard. So tar din, which is the word for beets, it sounds like tor, which is an ox, and din, judgment. And chad also could be har and dal. So he spoke in riddles. Um, he was speaking in riddles. What's the point of speaking in riddles? He didn't want uh, he didn't want anyone else to know what he was eating. It was a private thing. So he would uh, he would give the instructions 
in riddles. The kind of a shalbish bizo when he was asked and he wanted to know about how a certain innkeeper was doing, Amar Hachi would say, Gvar poem dem chai. Is the man is the, the man of this mouth? Is it is the person alive? Mazu tova yesh. What is this good thing going going on? So Rashi explains ush biza, which is mean for innkeepers, three things: ush, p, and za. So ish is a man, p is a mouth, and za is this. So instead of saying ush biza, he would say the man of this mouth. Um, a very interesting, very interesting idea. And then we should say, how is the man of this mouth? How is the innkeeper? speaking in riddles. He would say like this. The coal should be like an esro. What does that mean? The coals, we should make them burn. They should be glowing just like an esro, except we should have a fire. Our kiel is a haven. We should be spreading out golden ones, meaning spread out the coals that they should be like gold. And you should make for me two things that give light in the darkness. So what's the giving light in the darkness is a rooster, because the rooster in the darkness tells everybody when it's the morning. So he meant to say we should we should cook two roosters on these coals. All the people say different. We should make with the coals two magidibalta. Um, make with them, with the coals, these two things that give the light in the darkness, which is again a, a reference to the roosters. Show us where Rabbi Loi is hiding. You know, they couldn't find Rabbi Loi. So I'm going Rabbi Loi said, I'll tell Rabbi Loi is. Allah's Benara, he's having, um, he's rejoicing with a new young woman, Aronis, uh, from, from, uh, she's, she's, from, uh, she's from the families of Aaron. Chronis, she's a she's a later one. Irona, she's a lot of personality in Hiru, and she was they were up the whole night. She kept him up the whole night, so now he's sleeping. So Amilaisha, somebody said Rabbi was on what a woman, meaning Rabbi had gotten a new wife, so he was up the whole night with his new wife. Amilamasak, all the people say that it was a reference to a new Masakta. He was stayed up the whole night learning this brand new Masakta as if he had married this new woman, this new uh, portion of Torah that he had been studying. Amri Law and other people say that the story went that they said to Rabbi Eli, it's the opposite. They asked Rabbi Eli where Bavo was. Rabbi Eli said, and he says, with Machir, Vagan Bifiboshas. He was getting advice from the, from the one who makes who, from the one who, who makes crowns for other people. And he went to the south to someone named Mifiboshas. So what it means is that he, it, it, Rashi explains it, that he was given permission by the Nasi, that's the one who crowns, to go and learn. From uh, Mephibosheth, who's a great scholar from the people down down in the south, that's where Mephibosheth was from. This is Mephibosheth. He was the one who talked about Amalek, Davin Amalek's Rebbe. So it was just like a way, it's a riddle of saying that he had gone, he got permission from the Nazi to go learn and uh, out of town. Amar Bishrubachan, Bishrubachan, he says, No one ever like got me like in a debate. Except for there was once a woman, a little boy, and a little girl that got better, that, 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 that made me like feel dumb in conversation. He, what's the case of the woman? One time I was staying by an inn, Osili Poland, and the, the woman made me beans. The, the woman of the, of, the, of the inn, she made beans. The first day I ate, I didn't leave over anything. Now the Gemara says that the proper etiquette for a Tamil was always to leave over a little bit from his plate. It used to be that the, what was left over, like the waiter would get, it was like a tip. You give a tip, you give a little leftovers. But he didn't do that. Shnia again happened the second. I didn't leave ever anything. Yom Shlishi on the third day, he does us some So she burned them, meaning that she put in way too much salt. So So he tasted the beans and he didn't want to eat any more. So Amali, she said, Rabbi, why aren't you eating more? So Amati Lai said, I already ate before. Amali, she said, You shouldn't have eaten so much bread. Amali, 
She said, Rabbi Yishon the Nachtam Rishonim. Maybe what really happens is that you didn't leave over any beans from the first from the first part from yesterday, and that's why you're leaving over now. Maybe, maybe that's why you're leaving over because you didn't leave over before. Because didn't the rabbi say we don't necessarily have to leave over from the serving pot? We should leave over a portion from a person's plate. So he felt stupid. She really got the better of him there in that conversation. She was it was a ridicule. Instead of saying you know explicitly to him that he had done the wrong thing, she had a whole story back and forth until eventually. Um, she hinted to him that he had done wrong for not leaving over uh, anything. Tinoka's Mahi, what's the story with the little girl? I was once walking on the road of Isi Darach, where we saw that there was a path that went through Fifth Ismail, I was walking on the path. Amali Tinoka's Akha, the little girl said, Rabbi, isn't it a private field? You're stealing, you're not allowed to walk here. I said, No, look, it's, it's very worn down. You see that everyone walks here. If everyone walks here, obviously it's public path. Amali, she said, Listen, Komoso Kavshua, no, it's just it's a private path. There's a lot of people have been stealing. That's why it's so, uh, it's so beaten down because a lot of people have been stealing. That does not approve it's a public path. So that's how this little girl got the better of it. Tinok Mahi, what's the story with the little boy? I was walking on the road. I saw a little boy sitting, it was right by the across, by the fork in the road. And I asked the little boy, what's the road to get into the city? So he said, one road is short and long, the other one is long and short. So I went on the road that the boy had said was short and long. When I got to the town, you couldn't get in. It was surrounded by all these gardens and different things that were blocking. You couldn't get in. So he had to go all the way back. I turned back. I said to the boy, I thought you said that this is the short road. He said to me, I said it's short and long. It's short and long because it's a short road, but it's long because you can't get in. So I kissed him on the head. I said, that the Jews are praised by from the very old to the very young, everybody's very smart. So this is the idea that the boy was a zachacham to say it in language, a short road that is long is the one that may have been short in distance, but if it couldn't get into the city, it's a short and long road. Was once going on the road. He met Beria. So Beria is the daughter of Hanan Metrajan, but Mayor's wife. She was a very smart woman. What's the way to get to Lod? She said, Galili showed to you, foolish person from the Galil. We don't remember the Galil aren't exactly with their language. We shouldn't have uh, too much talking with women. You just said the load, which to load. So you use too many words. So by using too many words, that itself was a violation of the axiom of Al Tabra Sikha and that's why she had crit- she criticized him.